welcome to the Bread Podcast, which stands for beauty, response, and expression in art and daily life. We're your hosts. I'm Andy. And I'm Ariel. In this podcast, we discuss how as Christians and artists, we express and respond to God's creative nature. Hey guys, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Bread Podcast. Today, we are talking to none other than Mr. Eddie Moon. He's the director of V3 Dance, the dance team that Ariel and I are a part of. He is also the teacher of God's Image Team 1. God's Image is a singing and dancing ministry based in um, LA. And he's also a freelance screen printer, a content creator on YouTube, a mentor, amazing husband, amazing friend. I can keep going on and on. But yeah, but we really want to talk to you, Eddie, about your ability to just lead, initiate, and just empower others to really be who they really are. So we kind of want to have a conversation on that. But thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you for having me. All right, Eddie. So you are a leader in many areas, in many ministries, different different things that you participate in. So I'm curious, from the time that you started up until now, what is one thing that you've learned about leadership, maybe a method that has changed? Hmm. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned through leading is delegating. In the earlier years of leading, I always felt like I needed to do everything on my own. So I would take on ungodly amount of tasks and I would always feel behind wanting to do more, but not having enough time to fulfill those things. And so I started letting things go and I started assigning and giving and delegating things and certain tasks to certain people uh, who can fulfill them. And I realized that I can focus on what's more important rather than uh, doing all the small little busy things uh, that most people actually do. When you look at uh, a lot of churches, you see pastors doing everything uh, from giving the rides to picking them up, leading worship. And they're so busy doing so much, but they're not progressing or advancing or working on what's more important in the ministry because they're always so busy and feeling burnt out. And so I feel like delegating is definitely one of those tasks that I've learned. It's hard to trust others with certain tasks because when you have your own child, you want to take care of that child by yourself. And you need to be able to trust your your team, your people, your uh, the people that you have around you to fulfill these tasks and uh, lead them to do so. Yeah, I can see how you've done that. Like just in the span of me being on V3 and like being on board, I've noticed that you were so hands-on in literally everything. And now you've grown to the point where you're mentioning in our meeting the other day, like, I don't even want to know what's going on. Like you, you trust, you've learned to trust the people under you to do their jobs. Yeah. For anyone who who's learning to let go and to delegate, like we feel like we need to know everything. But what happens when we know everything, we start to be a control freak. We want to control every little detail. If you look at a lot of bigger companies, successful company, companies, the CEOs of most companies don't know what happened in HR or what happens in uh, the front desk or what happens behind the scene, but they are aware of what's happening with the entire company, the entire organization. And so for me, I feel like I need to be aware of what's going on with each of the little sectors and little sections of V3, but I don't need to know every little detail or else I'm not going to get anything done. Yeah. When you're talking and you're talking about trust and you're talking about learning to trust, I feel like sometimes, like you said, when you have your own like baby or your own thing, giving up a little portion of that trust is kind of scary 
because you're scared about like, does this person have the same vision as me or are they as committed? So I think there is a little bit of maybe fear that you have to overcome of like, oh, like how do I run this thing well? when I give it to people. So I guess like even like to be practical, I'm sure there are some days or some nights where you couldn't go to sleep because you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm worrying so much. How do you deal with that aspect? Like the fear aspect of being a leader, you know? Yeah, I think overall, I trust God a lot. That's, I think that's like, I want to get that out real quick. Like I trust God so much and God is the only person being God I trust. So it's, it's hard to fear at times. I, I say this a lot. Like I have an ungodly amount of confidence and that's not just because of like my <laughs> abilities or any of that. Cause I know I'm not capable. The amount of confidence I have, I have, a, I feel like I have a lot of humility and I'm, I'm working on that. I, that's weird to say, right? Having a lot of humility, I have humility, but you have Godfidence. Oh, ooh, I like that. Ooh, <laughs> hashtag, <No>. hashtag. <laughs> But oftentimes I believe that people face fear and deal with fear when they put all their eggs in one basket, right? But that question is, what basket is that, right? What basket are you putting all your eggs into? I don't put all my eggs in V3. I don't put all my eggs in identity. I don't put my eggs in Andy or Ariel or, or board. I give them to God. I give all my eggs to God. And then God is the one who decides where my eggs go. And that's why I can trust God oftentimes. Because I know that whatever happens, whatever whether it's a good outcome or a bad outcome, it was all part of God's plan. And I can't complain about that because God's plans are always perfect. Uh, and so going off of Andy's question, I don't know. It's That question's hard to answer because I don't think I deal with a lot of fear in my life. Yeah. In the, in the, in the past, I've gone through a ton of downs. But in those downs, I've always known that God is going to eventually pull me out, or at least God's going to teach me a lesson throughout this. And he's never disappointed me anytime I've been down. And so I can't help but to thank God and trust God in any circumstance, whether good or bad. That's awesome. So what would you say to, I'm just going to use myself as an example, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one that's like this, but I know for me, I've had fear of starting things because... Sometimes in areas of my life, I look back and I feel like I've started things and I've not finished them. And so it kind of created a bit of an insecurity in me where I start to feel like, oh, I don't, I'm scared to start this now because I don't even believe in myself enough to if I'm going to finish it. Mm. So I heard something that really spoke to me a while back ago and it said, you cannot rely on motivation. Motivation will get you started but discipline is what's going to keep you going because motivation will not always be there. You're, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have those days where you don't feel like doing it, but it's discipline that's going to keep you doing it. I've known you for like three years now, and so far what I've seen is not only consistency, but I've seen growth as well. And that's very hard, I feel like, to see in people. Sometimes you see people going up and then you kind of see them like slacking again. And it's like this back and forth, two steps forward, one step backwards. But I've noticed that you have done a good job of staying consistent and disciplined. What are ways that you feel help you with that? What's some advice that you could give our listeners? I would say you need to start off with a vision. You need to know what you want to do, not just what or how, but why you want to do it. It's so important because the why will take you further, right? What you do and how you do it, you can get it done real quick, real fast. You can do it by yourself. But when you have a vision and when you have a destination, 
that's where you can go long term. And oftentimes why people hesitate is because there's a little bit of selfish motivation behind it. They know, especially as a Christian, we're like, I know that I should be doing this for God, but I kind of want to be doing this for myself. Right. And that's where a lot of the, the, the tension and conflict come in your heart because you know, you should be doing this, but you want to be doing that. And so that's why I feel like a lot of people, uh, have a mind battle. Now, in terms of like starting, it, it's easy to feel discouraged, but I think this is where a growth mindset versus a limiting mindset comes in. A lot of times people, like I, I personally believe that I have a very strong growth mindset. Anyone who has a growth mindset will face challenges and be like, I don't understand this, but there's a yet at the end. Someone who has a limiting mindset will have, will say, I don't understand this at all. Someone who has a growth mindset will face a challenge and will say, I'll look stupid right now, but I'm going to try to do my best to learn and get better at this. And then anyone who has a limited mindset will say, man, I'm going to look dumb doing this. So I'm not going to do it at all. Right. And so always know that success and growth will require failure. It is a part of the equation. It comes with it. You can't avoid it. I don't know any entrepreneur or any successful pastor, leader, uh, coach that hasn't failed. That's why I say you get rid of the word fail in your vocabulary because it's just a part of success. It's a part of your growth. I think a lot of times why people are afraid of failing is because they're afraid of what people might think of them. I think that's a huge one. I, I don't care about what people think about me personally. I do care what about my, what my team thinks about me and how I lead. But to the general masses who don't know who I am, I'm not going to worry about them not liking me. I've heard so many comments of like, oh, I heard that this person doesn't like you. Oh, this person doesn't like me. But it's like, why, why don't, I don't understand why they don't like me because I've never met them or I haven't even talked to them. They don't even know who I am. And so because I understand my final destination and what I want to accomplish and where I want to go, whether it's V3 or my screen printing or my, my relationship with Stella or whatnot, I feel like I don't have to worry about uh, the fear of judgment from other people because I have a very clear idea of where I want to go. And so you have to do things, anything, anything anyone wants to start, make sure it has purpose, make sure you're doing everything intentionally and always understand anything that's meaningful will take time. A lot of times we want quick results. We want things to grow fast. And when we don't see the results within three to six months or a year, yeah. we feel discouraged and disappointed, but anything good takes time. Look at a very long, tall tree. It took time. And yeah. Yeah. I like that. We definitely are in a microwave generation. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Everything is fast food, fast food, fast cars, fast, instant, everything. Everything is fast food. Everything is fast. Uh, I just wanted to share something really quick, bouncing off of what you said that I had this revelation the other day because I feel that fear holds me back a lot in my life from going for things that I want or that I'm inspired by. And a lot of it comes from self-doubt. But something that I feel that the Lord revealed to me is sometimes when I picture my life and everything that God has for me, it's almost like a destination, right? Like I, I want A, B, and C to happen. And once that happens... I will see the goodness of God in my life, and that'll be my testimony. But God is not necessarily, I mean, this is, you know, my revelation and what I feel is that He's not necessarily concerned with the things that I achieve, the money that I make, or the title that I earn. His number one concern for me is to look like Him. And so the failure is good because 
it makes me look like him because in the failures is when I'm learning things like humility, perseverance. I'm, I'm practicing my fruit of the Spirit. It's in those moments that I'm looking more like Christ. And I'm, I think I'm learning to embrace failure a bit more. And it's more about, I mean, this sounds cliche. Everyone's like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. But that really is true because sometimes when we keep our eyes so much on the destination, when we get there and we look back, it's like, I didn't even enjoy anything. Mm, We live our life completely unsatisfied. I think that's where that comes from when we're not content is because we're always looking forward to greener pastures for a better tomorrow. And we're not enjoying the journey that we're on and enjoying enjoying those failures because I don't even think God's concerned with us necessarily. We already have the victory is the reality. So everything else is just us doing this walk with Christ, right? All of our failures. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. And so we are righteous. And so we are doing that with Christ. I don't know why I brought that up. I just hope that that encourages some listeners because that's that's something that yeah, I so am experiencing right now. I'm in a oh, weird, man. I'm like in the weirdest season of my life. <laughs> so I feel like I should share that. <laughs> yes. Love failing, guys. Those of you that are listening that are scared of failing, you have to love it and enjoy it. Yeah. I think while Ariel was talking about that, I was like trying to think about my own life. Like when were there times I actually failed? I was like, oh, I was supposed to do something. And then like I failed in a way everyone saw, wow, Andy failed. And there's not really a lot of moments like that. I think we're like, we get scared of things that don't really happen the way we think it'll happen. Like we think of like a movie way of like, oh shoot, I have this gig and I have to, let's say for Eddie, you're a screen printer. I have to give like 50 orders of shirts in two hours. And and then like in the movie, it'll be like, oh shoot, you messed up. You lost all this money. But that those kind of moments don't really happen, right? So it's like, it's almost like we kind of get fearful of things that, we shouldn't worry about. And I think about God when he says, don't worry about those things that haven't even come yet, you know? Yeah. But, exactly. Um, Amen. Tomorrow has so worries good. of its own. Yep, yep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we talked about getting started. You know, don't be afraid to fail. Just do it. Because once you do it, then you'll know if it's for you or not. Yes. And then we also talked about a little bit about just how you have like an empowering spirit. But I do want to kind of talk a bit about leadership. You are in a, uh, a position of leadership in a lot of things, Eddie. So what are some things as a leader that you always try to focus on when you're leading people? Hmm. I'm always thinking about leading with purpose. Yeah, I'm going to come back to this. It's always the why, the purpose, the intention, the vision, the goal. I always think about people, you know, because as the director of V3, I have to imagine myself as a captain of the ship. And when I'm leading, I need to make sure that my crewmates are understanding where I'm taking them. Uh, and I have to make sure that they believe in that the destination that they're going to. Yeah, I'm always thinking about the people in that sense of like, where am I taking them? Will, do they believe in where I'm taking them? Yeah. And would you say that's like the main thing you think about? Because me too. I haven't really had a huge conversation on what makes like a leader a leader. Because I think everyone would probably answer that question subjectively. But it seems like there's something about you, Eddie, there's like a single-mindedness about prioritizing what matters in your mind and not letting the smaller things kind of like come in and give you like distractions and stuff, you know? So would you say that idea of just always focusing on the why is what centers your leadership all the time? It's just that? Most of the times, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Definitely when I lead, there are times where I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. That does come across. Because again, the technique and the strategy will will change, but stay married to the vision. And so vision, I know where I'm going, but in terms of how to get there, sometimes I'll question, like, am I doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. But as long as I know where I'm going, and as long as the strategy meets, uh, meets how I get to my vision, then yeah, definitely that that's that's something that I consider uh, when I make decisions and when I when we work on certain projects. Yeah, yeah. So so where are you going, Eddie? Yeah, I would love to see a world one day where the church appreciates the arts and implements the arts to help people visualize the beauty of God, the truth of God. Because some pe- everyone consumes Ooh. everyone consumes differently. Like for me, there was a point in time where I had a hard time just reading. I was like, man, I understand what I'm reading, but I don't get it fully. But then when the Bible project came out and they showed everything visually, I was like, now I get it. I get these characters. I get what they went through. I see what the Bible is talking about because they use mediums such as art, uh, video, graphic design to help portray what the spirit may look like or what God may look like or the Trinity may look like or what Jesus taking the cross up, you know, like even passion of the Christ, you know, using movies, you know, like that helped me visualize and understand God's word more. Cause I would watch those things. I would read the word and I'd be like, wow, this I understand more and more. So art has definitely helped me improve my relationship with God. And I would love to see V3 contribute to that because we're just one step, one little stone, one building block that that creates a path for future generations to do the, do the same. I like that. There was something that Andy mentioned in his question when he asked about what people will think of you or how much they'll like you. I just wanted to comment that I <laughs> I saw a post that said, "If you want everyone to like you, don't be a leader, be an ice cream man." <laughs> Oh, 100%. If you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader. Be an ice cream man. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, any leader, you will definitely face a lot of disagreements. People will not like you. People will disagree with some of your decisions. There's a ton of pastors and leaders that I respect that will sometimes come up to me and will kind of share their concerns. And I'll question certain things. And I'm like, but I understand where I'm going and taking this. And everything that we're doing is not biblical in in a sense. And if if it doesn't matter in five years, I won't spend more than five seconds on it. So So as a leader, how do you identify potential? Oh, hard work. That's it. Hard work. Yeah, I'm, I'm always about that. When I see somebody and I can see a trait where they're willing to work hard, they don't need to be the best at it, but they have a heart of like, I'll work hard and I will do my best. That's, that's a, a, a complete green light for me. Yeah. I love seeing that. And I just, I tell them, go for it. Do it. Try. Go, go, go. So on that note though, do you have anyone that really motivates you or that you look up to? (sighs) There's a ton. I would say that, I mean, there's a lot in the entrepreneur world, in the, in the Christian world, in the church world, there's a lot, but at the end of the day, uh, it sounds like a cliche answer, but it's just Jesus. Yeah. I really look up to Jesus. I really do. The, the one scene that I always go back to is when Jesus carries his cross. You know, when he's carrying his cross to Mount Golgotha and every time I visualize him, even being beat up, whipped, and constantly in pain and still carrying that cross because he cares for us and loves us. 
I, I can't complain about anything. So yeah, I look up to Jesus a ton, a lot when it comes to that and the way he lived his life here on this earth. Yeah, but hard work was something that I, I really respect. Anyone who works hard, I respect them. Like when I think about hard work and discipline, it's not what you do, it's who you are, right? And anytime anyone works hard, I know they'll work hard anywhere else. I think about my sister, Monica, right? I'm gonna use her as an example. By nature, I know she will work, she's a hard worker. So I know that any task that I give her, she'll learn regardless of how hard it is. She'll complain a little bit, she'll be like, I can't, I don't understand this. But at the end of the day, she'll get the work done because she's a hard worker. Uh, so I really respect hard work. So Eddie, during quarantine, I'm sure you've been doing a lot of projects. So what is something that you've really been focusing on during quarantine? I guess technically now it's kind of over, but when quarantine was happening, what were you really focusing on? The, the main thing that I was focusing on was my time with God. I think... Being able to learn more about God, spend more time in reading, that's something that I really uh, made very intentional throughout quarantine. That helped me to open my eyes to see what's important now. Before quarantine, I thought making money and being stable and building a business and all this was really important. I thought these things were priority. But during quarantine, I realized, no, that's not. Definitely, the more I understand about God, the more I understand about myself during this quarantine. And that really helped me give a clear picture of who I should be in the future, especially as a V3 director. And so I've, I've been thinking about V3 a lot more. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about, I think V3 the most, probably. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So you know who Bob Goff is, right? No. Okay. I highly suggest that you look into Bob Goff, Eddie. He is amazing. He's a Christian. He's an entrepreneur. And he's an author. His thing is called like dream big. Like he's all about dreaming big and also loving people. So just a little bit background on him. He actually puts his cell phone number in his books. And he's all about love. And he came to our church one time. Not our church. It's actually my friend's church. And he just gets phone calls from random strangers. And she asked him like, how do you... How do you put boundaries, you know, on these people? And he's like, what boundaries? You know, God doesn't have boundaries with us. Like, he's just crazy. He's awesome. He actually started off as a lawyer, but now he works in ministry. But before he was a lawyer, he got denied entrance into law school. And he actually waited outside the admissions office for six hours because he told them he wasn't going to leave until they accepted him. So his thing is... He's all about knocking doors. He's like, I think some of us are waiting for doors to open and we spend our whole life waiting for doors to open. But I think that God sometimes wants us to knock down these doors. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that, on waiting for doors to open or opportunities where you feel like the doors aren't open, but I just feel that God wants me to just keep going after this. It's both. I, I would say both. So the first passage that comes to mind is Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. It talks about ask, seek, and knock. And this is when Jesus is speaking. And I think when I read that passage, it really gave me a lot of affirmation on like how I'm doing my things. Because oftentimes what people do is they ask and they wait. Ask and wait. Ask and wait. 
And when it doesn't happen, they become really disappointed and angry at God. But we forget that there's a seek aspect and there's a knock aspect. This means that you pray, yes, you ask, and then you seek, you go out, and then in order to knock, it takes action. And so, yeah, there, mm. there has to be action with your prayers, with what you want, with what you mm. need, especially with today, what's going around the world. People will pray, but after they pray, they'll go turn on the televisions and watch their shows or go on Instagram and their actions need to match their faith and their prayers. And so mm. I definitely mm. encourage both. At the same time, always understand that if it doesn't work out the way you planned it, just know it's part of God's plan as well. And don't be upset about that. That's perfect. That's a great scripture. When I was an intern for my young adults ministry a few years back, we were very busy during like services and stuff. I was busy like setting up, tearing down, just doing all the background stuff. And I've always been very social. So people would come up to me and talk to me. And I had to learn in that moment that these things that we have to do, they are important, yes. But even Jesus, when he was on his way to preach somewhere, or when he was on his way to do something, he, he still stopped for people mm -hmm. to give them time and to love on them. And I know that's kind of like a little side note, but that is really important not to get too caught up in the things that we're doing because more importantly, if we're to give God glory through our lives, how are we going to do that if we're just ignoring people when we can use those opportunities to speak to them? Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> the world teaches otherwise. The world will teach you, put all distractions away, don't talk to people during certain times. You really have to filter out with a lot of wisdom. That's why God yeah. should be first. That's why you need to make sure that your relationship, anyone who wants to pursue their own business, entrepreneur, whatnot, if you don't have God in your life, you will break later on in your journey because you'll be so confused about who you are and your identity and you're going to be torn. You're going to be torn by like what the right thing to do is. But when you know who God is and you understand your identity in Christ, you will know exactly what to do and how to run things. Wow. Yeah. Amen. I completely agree. I think when your identity is on God, it frees you to just be and just to like, even just to do things. Yeah, because now you're, like you said, not all your eggs are in something that is fallible. Like me as a entrepreneur or me as a creative, it's in me as I'm God's, you know, and that allows us to have freedom. So yeah. Eddie, is there something that you regret not starting earlier or even anything that you haven't done that, that you want to, but you haven't yet? Yeah, I mean, I wish... I didn't go to college. I mean, that's just a wish. I wish I didn't because everything that I wanted to do during college, I did it anyway after college. And so I wish I just didn't go to college to do what I wanted to do. The word regrets too strong for me. I replaced that word as a, for a mistake. And so you can learn from your mistakes and you can prevent that. But a regret would be something where you can't make those changes anymore. Oh. Yeah, right? I don't regret making a certain investment and losing a ton of money because I've learned that was a very expensive lesson. It was a big mistake, but I'm going to learn from that and grow from it. But if I'm in my deathbed, I don't know. I think that's that's when I'll feel regret when I'm about to die. Yeah, that's the only time I'll feel regret. Okay, I actually just wanted to ask. This might have to take some thinking on your end, Eddie, but I want to come back to V3. Are there any favorite moments that you can remember while being on V3? You know what? So I have no specific favorite moment, but I have favorite moments. And it's when the team is together and they're having a good time. That's it. When I see the team together and they're laughing and they're having fun, those are the moments I always pause and I just stare and I'm extremely grateful for. Wow. Oh, that's such a dad answer. I love that. <laughs> no, no you're, you're so right though. Yeah. It's like 
everything everything is right with the world when it's just like you and your community your friends just laughing and you guys are just mm. like yeah i love it when the team is just having a good time and i'm like wow god you've created such a safe space a beautiful space where your children can gather like this and just have a good time in your name yeah I feel that honestly, like when we're all together, sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, I thank God for allowing me to be a part of it because it's V3 is such a special thing to be a part of. Mm. And it, it really is amazing when we're all together, just having a good time. My favorite moment is when Eddie said James Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Dude, that was funny. It was like a mixture of Gordon Ramsay, Dave Ramsay, and James Gordon. I, I like thought yeah. of all of their names and just mixed it into one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. If you had one more day to live, what would the itinerary be of that day? What would you do? Oh. Ooh, that's good. That's fun. I would create my last video and post it on YouTube. <gasps> oh my that's god. That's so dark no, no, no. <laughs> i would like to share everything that i want to share before i die mm. and just the people that i love and be and all my things give all my things all my sorries in one video form and just post it uh, as like a way to say everything that i need to say wow that's awesome <laughs> oh all my sorries Dang. just all my that. all my memories yeah that'd be kind of kind of nice Okay, so that'll take up about an hour of your day, though. What about the rest of your day? Oh, no, I'd record that for 24 hours. <gasps> what? <laughs> I would just... You'd make sure it's just right. Yeah, just right. <laughs> I would sit down and I'll just have my camera on and I would just love to just speak into it and think about other moments. Oh, yeah, I, remember, I remember like, hey, Steve, remember that one time where we like blew up batteries and like blew up things together in the garage? That was a good time. <laughs> and I would just like share stories and memories and moments. Yeah, for my yeah, grandkids yeah. to listen to one day. <laughs> okay eddie thank you so much for joining us today honestly that was so good every time i talk to you whether it be at board meeting or just at practice i always feel like i learned so much and i really appreciate that because you know you're older than me and i love learning from people who are more experienced and are in positions higher than me. It teaches me a lot. So thank you so much for that. And I'm sure our listeners were very blessed by everything that you had to say. So for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And please be sure to rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>